0: It's Sally here. Just a quick one, just a quick one. If you like this really sweary podcast by Kelechi, sorry, Kelechi, do remember to rate and review Say Your Mind on Apple Podcasts, okay? Now for the very urban intro music. It's the fence Brunani woman is Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this Every Sit down, sit down, we see this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea we go sip it, oh, yo Hard time calling for your long droids You might learn something you never know Could let you find and she's wonderful, kind Don't say you mind, say you mind I don't have a song this week Because I am fucking weak I am so tired I want to go to sleep Yeah, 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 yeah <laughs> No, like, on a reel, on a reel, I want to go to sleep I'm tired But I am energised and strong in the name of all that is holy <laughs> Welcome, 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 welcome To another week of SYM Officially known as Say Your Mind Unofficially known as What What That's right, Suck Your Mum It is me, Kelechi. No, No, um, seriously, I'm tired um, I've just come home from the Kolechnikov studio, uh, winter showcase. So I put on a showcase so my students and teachers could perform to their friends and family. And I just think it's a wonderful thing to do. We've done a couple before and yeah, you know, they deserve, they deserve to be able to you know show off all the things that they've learned and it made me so super proud to see them just be so so wonderful oh, I love them so much like it's it's a true blessing it's a major blessing to have to have a studio and to be able to do that and to be able to just create that space where people can express themselves i mean there was one pussy clerk that attended like i really can't take certain people um there was one guy who whenever anyone who looked male was performing he would just stare at his phone he would just stare at his phone refuse to look at their performance refuse to clap and i just thought you dickheads! Like, why, why bother coming? But when it was all the um, the people that he deemed as female um, performing. Oh, he could really, really, he was really stretching his eyes to look into their birth canal for that one. But when it was um, anybody else that he just found like, oh, you know, um, this isn't what I'm expecting to see. Yeah, he didn't like it. And, you know, you could go fuck yourself because the studio clearly isn't for you. Um, Things like that just really irritate me because I just don't understand why we can't celebrate people's um, humanity, celebrate what they and who they identify as. I just... I. Obviously, I do get it because, you know, I'm a dickhead in recovery and I'm sure I would have maybe years and years and years ago looked at that and been like, oh. but I don't really know. I don't. I don't. I just it, it's just icky to me. It just, yeah, I, I don't like it. But overall, it was an amazing, amazing evening. And it took, uh, you know, a bit of planning on my And and obviously lots of practicing on their end and it was just a brilliant show I'm super proud of them and I'm just proud that apart from having this um, podcast and you know doing all the other things that I do that I do have a studio that does impact people so positively and and it is a community in that way so that's why I don't have a song this week and it's now what Almost midnight and I'm recording this episode because I want you to have something for Monday um, because you deserve and those who aren't coming to the live show um, on Sunday you won't have an episode on Monday so you now know ahead of time there will be no episode on Monday so you can cry if you want to that's your personal problem. (laughs) so yeah I'm just glad to be here so big up yourselves baby boys baby girls and baby non-binaries I just appreciate you all for tuning in for another episode and obviously there's a lot of stuff to get through um so if I don't sound as sexy as last week, I'm really, really sorry, but I can't be consistent with my sexiness at the moment. You just have to make do with what you have. But thank you to everybody that said my voice sounded so cute. <laughs> that it sounded so hot. And, and some people said I sounded like Jenny Francis, which is obviously a big, big compliment. Jenny Francis has like the sexiest voice on radio. Big up yourself. So, um, yeah, let's get into it because Tarot... Tarot's really interesting this week. Not that it's not interesting every week, but when the cards came out, I just thought, rah, you know, rah. Like literally before I turned, pressed record on the, um, on the sound desk, whatever the fuck. I just thought, oh, this is different. So let's get into it. I don't want to waste time because I've got quite a few um, interpretations of the card. So I'm going to start with the devil card first. The devil card came out first in reverse. Actually, let me just tell you from now that all three cards that came out of the deck that I'm now using, all three cards that came out are major arcana cards. So this is a life energy. This is something that you've done. um, That's a major life energy like you've, you've pretty much like managed to enter a portal that's leading you to greater things. So yeah, the first card is the devil card in reverse, which tells me that there's some kind of bondage that you were in um, that you've managed to free yourself of. So maybe it's a workplace, you know, because it doesn't just have to be, I don't know, it doesn't just have to be like, oh, um, addictions or things like that could be a workplace you were in a situation before that was not serving you and it was really really toxic and you didn't know a way out of it and now you've managed somehow and with the help of your spirit guides and angels and you know god you've managed to free yourself of this and maybe therapy as well played a role in that because god is not separate from therapy everything comes together for the good of those who believe and take action duh but um yeah so the devil card came out in reverse saying that you this is something that's now a recent past for you i wouldn't say it's like majorly in the past but it's a recent past for you you've managed to overcome whatever it is that was holding you in bondage because in the devil card we see um, the devil sitting on a block and in front of him are two figures um who are changed who are chained to that block and you yeah and there's fire around it and everything and this is the card that people don't like when they see it in tarot but really it just speaks to the you know, our shadow selves, the parts of ourselves that maybe we don't want to integrate um, into our consciousness and understand that this is also a part of us. Like you, we, we are made up of so many facets to deny aspects of yourself because you're like, oh, that's icky or I don't like that. And, you know, you feel shame around it that shame will only make that dark part of yourself fester and mold and you'll never ever really be able to go there so the best thing you can do is cast light into those areas and cast love into those areas of yourself that you feel like are unlovable and and you, you know own it embrace it because nothing can defeat love nothing and you know nothing can defeat self love so definitely like whatever energy this is you've been like mm, no i'm not doing it anymore and it's been very hard it hasn't been easy it hasn't been easy at all but you've managed to free yourself so two slaps on your chest like you should be really proud of yourself for it now i'm going to go into my next um interpretation based on the next card because the next card that literally came out was the lovers card now if you know tarot um or even if you don't i'll explain it to you the devil card looks s- s- Pretty much exactly the same as the lover's card because then we have the angel, an archangel who's looking down from the clouds and it looks like Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden because we've got um, a tree, apples and a snake on it and then on another side we've got I think a tree of flames and they're under the night sky and in the devil card it's a black sky as well but um, with the lover's card there's actually stars in the sky so it tells us that you know it's celestial it's beautiful (sighs) okay so now let me tell you what I think whenever I see the devil card and I see the lover's card I always think somebody's having an affair oop I said it yeah I always think somebody's having an affair but when the devil card comes out upright and the lover's card is upright um, I always think yeah it's an affair that's going on but I get the feeling here that because the devil card is in reverse um, like it was something that was happening in the shadows that should not have been happening or it was someone that you just felt so drawn to and maybe you've known them from before maybe they were like some kind of ex or high school sweetheart or I don't know some workplace buddy I don't know but whatever it is um You've managed to stop, or maybe they've dumped you, but I don't think that they've dumped you because I get this idea of empowerment, like you you realize that nah, actually this is this is bullshit, this is this doesn't feel great, this isn't what I want to be doing with my life. Like I know I'm a baby girl, I know I'm a baby boy, I know I'm a non-binary a baby non-binary, I know that I deserve great things, I know that I'm a child of you the universe, I'm no less than the trees and the stars, like I deserve to be loved. Holy, I, I don't deserve a skinny love like i did I deserve to be loved wholeheartedly so basically you said like no nah, i'm not going to be the fuck body i'm not going to be you know the hotline bling you're like no i know when that hotline bling uh, that can only mean one thing boy <laughs> but yeah you've basically said no nah, i'm not doing a booty courting i'm not doing any of that like anymore um and you've ended it you've ended it so good on you and it's probably not hard because maybe you believe that you truly do love this person but it just wasn't the right circumstance it wasn't it wasn't conducive to you you know evolving as the spiritual being that you want to be so yeah the affair has ended If it's not an affair, then whatever work environment that you were in that was just extremely toxic, you've managed to leave. Maybe you just handed in your resignation or whatever. And now the lovers signifies that you did that from a place of self-love. And now you're moving, gravitating towards things that will better serve you, that will be more in alignment with who you are and who you are becoming. So all of it is positive. and, And the reason I think that like you decided to make that move is because of the empress. So the Empress is obviously, you know, one of my favourite cards. It's literally like Venus. Um, It's a beautiful, beautiful card. And that's how, um, that's the card that I emulated or I recreated for my pregnancy announcement. Because the Empress really signifies like just sumptuous, sensual femininity like venus like that, that sensuality that love that sexuality that like exuding and creating and birthing um it's just beautiful in that sense it's rich it's decadent it's gorgeous and you've basically realized that you're that bitch, like you're you're a bad man out here, like you're a bad man in these streets. You don't need any of this nonsense, and it's because you're realizing that you are destined for greatness, and you are greatness. That you've been like, no, nah, I don't want to work in places that don't respect me, or um, want the best for me, or treat me like I'm a prick. You've said, no, nah, I'm not doing that anymore. For what? For a paycheck, so they can talk to me like a dickhead Monday to Friday. Nah, allow it. And you're now aligning yourself with the things that actually do make your heart glad that do make you feel good about yourself and because you're doing that you're walking into your power your empress power of being able to create to create behind the scenes and give the world something wonderful now if we go back to my other reading um, my other interpretation of this card and we say that somebody's just stopped having an affair maybe the reason that you've stopped is because either you found out you're pregnant or you want to now focus on having a family with somebody that you know it's possible to have a family with or maybe the other person's like oh you know my partner's pregnant so this is awkward um something's happened there I feel like with a pregnancy and you're just yeah you've you've had to call it a day um or if if that's not the case you're just thinking no I'm I, d- I just deserve better than this I'm a queen and I can't be out here doing pauper things, doing commoner things I deserve better and you do so big up yourself for making that decision and putting yourself first remembering that you are um whether you know you're listening and you identify as um, a man or woman it doesn't matter like you've like honed into that supreme feminine energy that's um, present in the empress and you've decided to use that energy to create something to bring something beautiful into the world and not um take yourself yeah and, and not look down on yourself or not give yourself the love that you need and another thing I think that comes to me is that for those who haven't felt mothered for those who felt abandoned by their parents that could be what you were kind of stuck with in terms of the devil in reverse you've now started looking at it like no actually whatever they did the way that they abandoned me isn't my fault for them to just up and leave and leave me to my own devices it isn't my fault it isn't because I'm unlovable I'm a lovable person and I think that there are things in your life that are now reflecting to you how lovable you are maybe it's through therapy or through other means but you're realizing how lovable you actually are and you're starting to mother yourself which is probably another um another um, you know interpretation of the empress that you've started to mother yourself or you've started to look for other sorts of mothers within your community or someone's come to give you that guidance that you didn't really get when you were growing up and and that's enriching your soul and that's fulfilling you so wow I've never had so many interpretations for something before but it came to me and I just felt like I needed to share because it's really interesting that it was they were all major arcana cards that flew out so, um, I hope that resonates with you, man. I hope it resonates with you all. Let me know when you see me at the live show uh, or send me an email, sym at kalechiokafor.com. That's S Y M. You already know what it stands for, at kalechiokafor.com. And let me know how you got on with this week's reading or hashtag say your mind or say your mind pod and share what you thought of this week's reading. Um, the card that I pulled from the Say Your Mind Affirmation card deck is I Am Spiritually Cute. It says here, your spirit is heady and layered, the type of spirit that becomes more sumptuous as it matures. And, you know, it relates back to the major arcana cards that flew out this week. The idea that your you're growing into the amazing person that you are destined to be. Um, And because of that, you're really starting to feel yourself. And because you start feeling yourself, because you start loving on yourself and having ultimately a higher self-esteem, there are certain behaviors and patterns that you're letting go of because you now understand that, to love yourself truly, those things weren't serving you and they weren't reflecting the love that you feel for yourself. So that's why you've decided to make better, um, healthier decisions. So I rate that, I rate that. Um, now from the Marcella Kroll deck, the card I pulled <laughs> is 43, Shadow. And it says here, what is hiding in the dark? Let me just make sure I'm reading that properly it says what is hiding in the dark what is it that you are afraid of or don't want to see this card comes to tell you that all cannot be in the light because there must be balance exploring the beast requires you to confront those unhealed part of you parts of yourself those aspects you deemed unworthy or unlovable the time is now to bring light into those Um, usually concealed spaces so they may be healed appropriately and or banished forever the shadow or the hidden beast is not evil just misunderstood however do tread carefully as you dive into sensitive territory humor why not um, humor why not a solution can help ease the growing pains of learning how to best work with and integrate your shadow aspect with compassion and it says here the symbol beast the beast is the hidden mythological monster under our beds or in our closets it is the repressed parts of ourselves that we believe unlovable unworthy or fear inspiring ironically it is also the place where some of our most hidden and valuable strengths are to be discovered and that's it it's only when you faced your um your shadow self it's only when you've really gone there with yourself and decided to break those chains that you realize how strong you are for being able to break those chains and you take that strength into other things and you can literally create whatever you want the world that you want it just makes such a difference so I feel like ultimately that's positive and I like judgment-free zone whatever it was that was holding you whether it was an addiction whether whatever vice it was that was keeping you from really owning and walking in your greatness you've finally broken free of it so pick up yourself and spend this week celebrating you because you really did that like you did that you did that so that's the tarot reading for this week and the um, tarot deck that i was actually using i've waited for ages for it to arrive i pre-ordered it from lisa sterl um it's the modern witch tarot deck and even me saying witch, i know that my mom would be like ha witches and wizards huh kilichi and yj and yj that's the cards that you'll be using ah and why I'm like, no, 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 I no, I it's just, it's just a really beautiful deck of cards, um, because Lisa Stirl is an amazing illustrator, so I love this new deck, I just, I vibed with it instantly because I've wanted it for so long, it's sick, so yeah, that's that for Tarot, so let's move on to Share Your Magnificence, which is a little bit sad, a little bit sad, oh, So Share Your Magnificence this week goes out to Jack Merritt. Jack Merritt was a baby boy, is is a baby boy, even in the spiritual realm. I'm sure he's out there just being wonderful. Um, For those of you who didn't know, like London Bridge, there was an attack um, at London Bridge last week. I think it was last week, Friday. Uh, The attacker had a knife and stabbed i think to death two people and others were injured um on london bridge and the police took him out uh and the victim one of the victims was jack one of the victims was jack Merritt, and it's funny because i saw the name and i was just like i swear i swear i've I recognized that name. I, I saw the name on Twitter and I thought, I swear I recognized that name. And why did I recognize the name? Because Jack, a baby boy, listened to the podcast and he would tweet at me to say, oh, you know, there's 15 minutes left or whatever of the podcast and I'm listening in the car or say your mind this week said this and blah, blah, blah. And he was as into prison reform as I am, or even more because he wrote his um, thesis um, or his dissertation on um, about it, he went to Cambridge University. He was only twenty five years old, and, um, yeah, he was killed by that London bridge attacker and um it's just sad, man it's it's just it's just extremely sad, but you're magnificent, Jack, and um those who know him, like all the love goes out to all of you for such a loss because clearly Jack is a baby boy and deserved all of the things, deserved all of the greatness because he was actually about that life. He was, you know, I think the title of his dissertation was the overrepresentation of black and Asian males between the age of 18 and 25 or something in the prison system. Like he was out there really trying to do the work that needs to be done. He wasn't just paying it lip service and then using a troll account to abuse people. He was actually out here doing what needs to be done and his life is now, you know, has now been cut short. Um, So I'm just looking at one of the articles that says one of the two victims killed in the London Bridge um, attack has been named as 25-year-old Cambridge University worker Jack Merritt. Mr Merritt was a course coordinator for the charity Learning Together programme run by the University of Cambridge's Institute of Criminology. He had been hosting a conference at Fishmongers Hall, where the carnage took place in central London on Friday. The conference was attended by the attacker... um, well, they called him here the suspected attacker. And Mr Merritt has been described by his father as a beautiful spirit who always took the side of the underdog. After graduating law from Manchester University, he went on to undergo further training. Um, Just reading here. He went on to undergo further training at Cambridge, I think it says here. Um, And yeah, he just... The initiative had students at Cambridge and, um, and had students at Cambridge and students in prison study together and embodies the belief that every person is capable of rehabilitation. He um, he said, I mean, Jack's dad said, Jack spoke so highly of the people he worked with and he loved his job. I know his colleagues are in shock. Please look after each other at this terrible time. He added, my son Jack was killed in this attack. Um and would not wish his death to be used as the pretext for more draconian sentences for de- or for detaining people unnecessarily. And he says here, Mr. Merritt's father has also been critical of recent cuts to police officers and prison and probation budgets, which he said has been decimated since two thousand and ten. Wow. Wow. Just uh, that moment for Jack, because it's truly sad. It's r- truly, truly sad. And I rate what his dad said, because obviously you know that this happened right on cue before the general elections that we're having or the snap elections that we're happen- um, having in um, on the s- December 12th. And I always think that for the Tories to guarantee themselves a win, there's always some kind of terror attack um, for them to be like and see look it's a brown person and he's got a name that you know um, I bet he's Muslim yeah let's do this let's do that let's um, tighten immigration let's put more police out on the streets let's give harsher prison sentences everything that is actually not going to make our society any better whatsoever and I'm glad that Jack's dad pointed out that please don't come and use my son's name to promote your fuckery because my my son was fully not on them things there like leafy name out of it and I and I really really appreciate that he did you know that he did say that um Jack like hope you hear this in the spiritual realm hope you're still tuning in to say your mind on the other side boop boop um you're appreciated you're loved thank you for doing what needs to be done like you're a baby boy a true white ally um ratings thousands of ratings millions of ratings for just Being that light and coming to do the work in this realm that needed to be done. You're, you know, I really, really appreciate you. Two slaps on your chest forever and always, baby boy. So that's that for um, Share Your Magnificence. Moving on to So You Mad. So So You Mad I don't know how many times I've talked about this Clark before, but obviously I'm back to talk about this clerk again, Boris Johnson. The fact that he's prime minister blows my mind. But at the same time, we know that America has Donald Trump. So it's like the world is generally mad together. This week, um, they, well, last week rather, they brought up the comments that he made when he used to, I think he was writing for the... Um, Spectator, I think it was in 1995, and Boris Johnson described children of single mothers as ill-raised, ignorant, aggressive, and illegitimate. In a column written for The Spectator, the Tory leader said it was outrageous that married couples should pay for the single mother's desire to procreate independently of men. And he suggested it was feeble for a man to be unable or unwilling to take control of his woman, um, arguing Britain needed to restore women's desire to be married. The whole thing goes on, but I just thought that it was bullshit that he decided to say that about... um, about single mothers, like fuck you. Like single mothers are out here doing what needs to be done. Like nobody asked you and your raggedy, daggery hair to get involved, looking like a fucking mop that's been used for fifteen thousand years. Like nobody are uh, like asked you. You can't answer a single question in a straightforward manner. You'll dance around the 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 the, the bush talking about. Oh, well, well, I don't know what exactly never making any sense you're absolute prick but it's single mothers that you want to come and open your thin lips to talk about instead of you to straighten your tie and brush your hair you dickhead it really frustrates me the way that people try to vilify single mothers as if they're not doing a you know this magnanimous task of of raising human beings and 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 still looking after themselves And still being self actualized people Like that shit is fucking hard And as somebody who grew up in a single parent household Like you can fuck yourself You can go fuck yourself about um, Single mothers are raising illegitimate, aggressive this, aggressive that Because what I imagine that you were maybe raised in a two-parent home And how did you turn out? Look at you, a bumbling idiot that's how you turned out But it's single parents that you want to come for Suck your mum and the reason he's not even, suck, um, you know, straw of the week is because I think that I've given him so many straws at this rate. I don't know if he can even breathe anymore from all the ingestion of his mum's juices that he's been doing, prick. But um, it's just interesting to me that then David Lammy decided to like weigh in on it and be like, oh, what Boris Johnson said is, um, you know, terrible and rare, rare, rare. And I was just like, wait, 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 wait. Rewind, select. Yeah. Mm yeah re wine david lammy don't try it because david lammy we remember we remember what you also said that sing um what's it um absent fathers are the reason for knife crime in the uk or whatever some people have come into my mentions to try and defend him and i've just ignored you like that's one of my like superpowers i'm really good at ignoring people like really good at ignoring people to the point where maybe they'll question whether they're even in existence themselves So you're coming to tell me that, oh yeah, you know, no, but David Lammy um, spoke about Windrush and he he spoke about Grenfell. Fuck off. Fuck off. I don't give a shit about whether he spoke about um, Windrush and Grenfell. That's all well and good. What we're talking about here is the fact that he's saying that knife crime is um, due to absent fathers because, and then someone said to me, yeah, but you know, he's talking about absent fathers and not single mothers. Okay, So one second, one second, one second, because obviously you're struggling to do the comprehension that needs to be done. Obviously you're an idiot because when fathers are absent, what does that then make the mother? Does it not therefore make her a single mother? So is he not ultimately saying the same thing that Boris Johnson is saying. And and it's this patriarchal notion that oh, a man must be present for children to grow up properly. Well, next time, go and find all the men from where they disappeared to then. And this absent father narrative, when we're talking about all oh, um, the most uh, visible um victims of knife crime are black boys young black boys yeah and then you're saying oh absent fathers that absent father trope is used so much against black people when actually let me tell you the truth on this monday statistically it's actually incorrect you know it's white fathers that tend to leave more in this country it's white fathers that are more absent but you're not running that narrative there you're trying to run that narrative and it's a dog whistle kind of narrative about blackness and the fact that oh yeah black men are incapable of raising their children and you know black people have broken homes and don't get married and all of this stuff fuck off just fuck off piss off you know it's 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 dangerous and it's untrue basically and for the Dave for David Lamming to have even been saying that at any point it's wild because he was saying that around 2012 Boris Johnson made his stupid comments What, around 1995? So you're coming at him about his comments, but yours are more recent and both of you are mad together. I don't even care that you're part of different political parties. You're both mad. And so if you're going to do a rebrand, David Lammy, do a rebrand and let it make sense. Like actually sit down with somebody like me. Come on my podcast. Come on my podcast, David, and come and address all of the fuckery that you said before like one-on-one talk about it properly like if you actually want real support if you really really want to do this um prime minister thing where i feel like you're um gearing towards do it properly and address all the problematic things that you've said before and show us how you've learned different now and then maybe you'll garner that um, support that you need but until then no i'm going to keep reposting the things that you you have said that have come out of your mouth because we still remember what you said after the um the riots and how you described your own constituents I think in Tottenham like the streets haven't forgotten boo so do it properly or don't do it at all as far as I'm concerned so yeah that's that for that say your mind um say your mind so you mad segment because you know it needed to be said like we can't just be dancing around and not addressing the thing. so my next so you mad it's about George the poet I don't You know, I'm always honest on this podcast. I I, I always find it interesting where my paths haven't crossed with people who are visible in the same way that I'm visible. Um, And when it's men, I always kind of take it to mean like maybe they just secretly are like, that girl's a dickhead. I don't ever want to chat to her. So... I looked at this story and I think I've mentioned George before. I think when he got um, stopped by police outside his home and they were moving mad towards him. I think I talked about it then and I tweeted about it and I don't think he um, even interacted with it. So maybe he hates me, but I'm still going to be talking the things anyway. So anyway, George said that he rejected the MBE. That's the member of the British Empire honours, the Queen's honours that's given out, I think twice a year. And he said that he rejected it Um, And obviously the whites have been crying The whites Not even the whites It's the whites Have been crying And they've been up in arms Because he said that um, Britain was evil And you can't talk about our fucking country like that You can't talk about our fucking country like that You're black You're black monkey You can't talk about our fucking country like that After we came and saved you from your savagery Fucking monkey (laughs) No, but honestly, it says here, the spoken word artist, George the Poet, has said he was offered an MBE, but turned it down because of the pure evil perpetrated by the British Empire. The poet, whose real name is George Mpanga, said he would not accept such an honour until the UK took meaningful steps to mitigate some of the consequences of its colonial history. And so I'm just going to pause there because I don't see how what are they going to do to mitigate that reparations are they going to fix the extremely fractured nature of the continent that is africa i mean if you want your mbe you want your mbe like let's be honest but there's nothing that they can do i don't feel like in this lifetime that's really going to rectify the hundreds of years of damage that's already been done if that makes sense like that it would be too drastic too vast A task for them to achieve um, in this lifetime as far as I'm concerned. So you wouldn't actually be able to accept that MBE in this lifetime is my personal opinion. It says here, speaking on his podcast, he said he declined the award in May 2019, having initially indicated he would accept because of his family's reaction. He says I turned down an MBE. A friend asked me if I would accept it. I just saw my parents' faces and without thinking I said yes. And then I took a minute and reflected, reflected on my status and I felt a burning sensation in my chest. Your forefathers grabbed my motherland, pinned her down and took turns. They did that every day for a couple of 100 years and then left her to treat her own burns. Now all of her children are born with a set of unique concerns and gaps in the information that we really do need to learn and none of us know why, why we got a absorbed by a higher entity why i have to fight for my identity um george people know me as this the name of some old colonialist and you are so conceited it doesn't even occur to you how lonely this is what they did was pure evil and you can't see it because that was your people well that's a really nice piece isn't it it's very well written um Uh, He says here he apologised on the podcast to an unnamed friend who said he had recommended him for an MBE on his assurance that he would accept, saying, I didn't know I would feel this way. Um, He says here, I see myself as a student, admirer and friend of Britain. However, the colonial trauma inflicted on the children of Africa entrenched across our geopolitical and macroeconomic realities prevents me from accepting the title member of the British Empire. that's um very interesting very interesting I used to be one of those people I guess who would just be like "Mm, I don't know what I would do would I accept and actually I deeped it and deeped it and I was like no even the title pisses me off member of the British Empire like do you not know that it's basically claimed you as an op like you've been claimed as an op like you're a member of their fuckery. Like even the fact that it's empire, like they're literally saying, Oh, come and join us in the fuckery that we've done um that, that we've committed. Um you could tell yourself that, oh, it happened long ago and you know when I have this I'll be able to make the changes that need to be made because that's what was being said to me when people were like, oh, you know, you should really be nominated for an MBE for your services to, you know, you know, activism and twerk and um, you know, all of these things. Imagine Cheer. you are being granted this MBE for your services to shaking that booty <laughs> yeah um and I just deeped it and I was like nah nah like don't even apply on my behalf because it's all mad it's all mad and to accept any sort of honour from the queen like I'm not honoured because like you man moved mad you man moved mad to my people um so there's nothing that you could give me you could even give me your last rolo you can even give me i don't know um you know anything really i i it it doesn't matter what it is to accept it would feel very very odd and um not right. So I get what George is saying. And it's the fact that British people are so sensitive when it comes to addressing these things, because again, the curriculum doesn't teach the true atrocities of the British empire. So people will walk around going, oh, fucking, fucking Great Britain. That's what we are. We are Great Britain. Fucking England. Have it. Have it. And But then... Who knows? Some people would be proper proud of that. They'll be like, oh, well, we got you in line, you black savages. We got you in line. If you were truly smart, if you were truly great, if you created all of these things, then why did we get you? Gunpowder, you dickheads, guns, you pricks. But um, whatever, whatever. So I see where George is coming from and he's, you know, one of many um, wonderful um black people who have kind of turned around and said no i'm not accepting any sort of honor from the queen we know that lady phil i think she turned that uh, she turned down um, an honor from the queen as well um that's not to say that if you have accepted it that you're you're you know you're any sort of way because before I used to have like that harsh dichotomy like well if you've accepted it then you're an op and you're this and you're that but I've come to realize that you know do what you feel like you can sleep with at night do if you can sleep in with that knowledge that you've do you man let everyone do what they're doing and if you truly believe that by having this title you can affect change in the way that needs that will benefit your community and benefit marginalized communities then do that like everyone has their own path to take in achieving um their own greatness if that greatness involves us all truly um because if it doesn't then it's your own demise as far as I'm concerned but if if you feel like you need the title to be able to do the things that you want to do then then that's okay but I do know that it is very very tough as somebody who has grown up in Britain to in aspects of your mind not want an honor from those who are deemed the highest um you know highest party um or the highest family in the land like of course you, you part of you would be like Rah, that recognition bit but when you really sit down and you think about your individual po- and positioning your unique positioning as a child of um Africa it just makes it that much ickier to navigate I think but like I say like all of you man, who wanted to accept do you like not holding anything against you I just feel like me and my household we're not doing them things there so I see where George was coming from and obviously the whites the whites are mad and they're upset that he would ever refer to Britain as evil and everything else because all they come out with oh you're ungrateful you're ungrateful what exactly should do i have to be grateful for what have you given me that i should be grateful for because anything that i have access to i have access to because you came into my fucking country first yeah so whatever i'm doing here is because you came to come and do it over there first okay thanks so much so that's that now for straw of the week also, while I'm going on to straw of the week, I want to say big up yourself, Denisa. Um, I should have read it out and Share Your Magnificence, but I'll just pop it in now because you are a proper baby girl and I know that you are You write to me often and things like that. And so I hope you know that I appreciate you. So where is Denitsa's message? Uh Denisa said, because I was just thinking about why allies, allies there and I mentioned um, my baby boy, Jack. Um, so I just wanted to read this, it says here, hi Kalechi. my name is Danica and she, sp- uh, she wrote it, spelt it phonetically Danica but it's spelt D-A-N-I-C-A I'm your number one baby girl fan from Belfast, Northern Ireland. Uh, I've been wanting to send in a letter of gratitude for some time but wanted to wait for the right moment. Firstly, I want to say how full of love and joy I am to see your beautiful family welcome the birth of your lion cub. Lev is so lucky to have you as a mum. Thank you. I stumbled across your you through Sophie Hagen's podcast about two years ago which I listened to in the very early days of my recovery while I was unemployed due to severe depression. From then onwards your voice and wisdom has filled my life with so much knowledge and light. I know this may be weird to hear from a stranger, but your podcasts are sometimes the only, things, uh, only thing that ground me during triggering days at work or just dealing with fuckery, such as the xenophobia my family face in Northern Ireland, being from Eastern Europe. I'm a white woman and I've been rightfully dragged and educated thoroughly with your podcast. Thank you for being you and thank you for being, uh, for being my assertive boundary queen. Your work is making ripples across the Irish Sea. Lots of love, Denitsa. Thank you, Denitza. I appreciate that a lot. I appreciate you because this week actually, well, last week, I keep saying this week, um, last week has been been rather challenging you know like when you're working on something right and you're working on something and it gets shown to people and those people go oh I just don't see how I just don't see how we'd market this I just don't see um you know who wants to really hear about black things and like as if to say black women don't have money as if to say that black women don't want to do things with their money that 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 reflects them but people will be out here talking like oh um well if white women can't have it then nobody wants it and it's great when I read messages like um says, which shows that white women white people generally you're invited to to to, to be a part of this conversation like definitely don't loud up your voice definitely don't talk over us but you can be there and you can listen and you can learn and I think that that's one thing that I've really tried to do on this podcast like if you feel like oh it's rubbing you up the wrong way then you've probably got a lot of demons to deal with like that devil card that I've just showed you there's a lot of bondages that you need to break free from and that's your personal problem me speaking my truth that's not going to change so having feedback that certain men are like oh well you know I just don't know how this would go down because it's not really centering white people. I will never ever center white people, just FYI. Like it's never gonna happen. So if you ever listen to this and go, oh I think it's wonderful. It would just be great if maybe you had some white people here. Nope, nope 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 no no no, no 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 but I appreciate those who listen and really take in what I um, aim to share on this podcast. Um and that it has you know those transform. Uh, you know those transformative energies around you. That it 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 helps in that way. It means the world to me because I do believe that it's together that we impact true change. Um, so I appreciate you. So big up yourself, Denita. I just wanted to get that one out there. So yeah, for Suck Your Mom this week, um, the straw goes out to View Cinema because they're clearly dickheads. I didn't want to talk about it until I knew what was happening in terms of a resolution. And I just wanted to kind of get my head around the story. But um, basically View Cinema chain um, decided to take, um, to stop screening the uh, blue story which is uh, made by Rapman, they decided to stop showing it because, you know, it's a gang film, allegedly, it's a gang film. So they took it um, off their screens because uh, um, apparently um, some kind of fight, some brawl broke out near the screening. And as far as they're concerned it had something to do with the movie, even though I don't think the movie was even on at the time of the fights. But, you know, black people just blame them for everything. Black films just blame it for everything. Yeah, it's the violence there that's the problem. And I think like someone said that Frozen was on at the same time. So why is it, why wasn't Frozen blamed for it? Frozen 2, why wasn't that blamed? Why is it the, the black movie that's blamed for the violence? And it's interesting as well because... I think, was it Batman that was on show in America I want to say or wherever it was yeah I think it was America Batman was on show and the guy came in and shot people in the cinema but that didn't stop them showing Batman they continue to show Batman so when it's um, I guess white men brandishing guns and things we keep those things on but when it's black people it's like no 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 take it off even though the fight may have had nothing to do with them in the first place but I know that dope black dads and certain people got involved and eventually got the film reinstated just like my Instagram page you know, people took it down because they wanted to move mad and um, it came back in the end. And View, uh, even when they try to be wrong and strong, they eventually put the movie back on their screens. Um, eventually, um, it says here, British exhibitor View is reinstating gang film. I even hate the way that they've called it gang film. Blue Story as it's um, at its sites in the UK after having pulled the movie in the wake of violent brawl. Of a violent brawl near the screening in central England, View CEO Tim Richards told Variety he that he hoped the film would start re- reappearing on View screens from as soon as Thursday night, which was last Thursday, and it would be fully reinstated over the weekend with beefed up but low-profile security measures in place. Richards said he has tried without success to speak to the film's writer-director, Rapman which is and Richard's added that he thinks the movie should have been a different rating that was part of the problem this film should have been an 18 and not 15 rated film because what was happening was there were kids under age trying to sneak in and to crash into the screen with any ticket they could get their hands on but that doesn't you know when racists try to make logic out of something and there's no fucking logic to be made whether so if it was 18 rated 18 would people still not sneak in like what the fuck are you talking about What, what are you talking about and it says here, the cinema chain withdrew the film, which tells the story of two friends caught up in a London gang war after the brawl in Birmingham, England. And what the company said was numerous other significant incidents at its, its theatres where the movies were being shown or the movie was being shown. The withdrawal provoked a fierce backlash on social media and elsewhere and has been headline news in the UK this week well last week rap man um, was among those questioning whether the Birmingham brawl which saw 100 youths fighting several arrests made and police officers injured was actually associated with his film British cops have not linked the film to the mass fight of course they haven't because it had nothing the fuck to do with it and it just goes to the racism that we have in this country that anything anything that you can use as an excuse to stop black people flourishing that is what people are going to do um i saw somewhere that they were upset because they were called um racist it says here view has maintained that the sole reason it pulled the movie which was playing at 60 sites was safety and had nothing to do with its content yeah whatever um where is it yeah i'm sure i saw somewhere that it just they were very um upset that they've been referred to as racist because you know that wasn't um yeah, it says here Richard said that the director labeled us the director labelled us liars and racists and that was very difficult and um that accusations of racism have been very troubling for the whole company. Um no no you are racist because odian didn't take it down did they odian carried on showing it you're you're the one that decided that you wanted to do nonsense or someone joined them some idiot um screening um some idiot cinema joined them as well and pulled it down momentarily but when they got cast they in the the speed that they used to put it back it was hilarious that they didn't even they didn't want that smoke it's only view that wanted to be like nope 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 we're leaving it on Yeah, it says here that Odeon left it up and they just added extra security. It's... I can't tell you how mad it is right now, like reading things like this, because Britain is so racist like it's so institutionally racist it's actually mad like you you could have all of the talent in the world and you could be trying to bring that talent to the forefront you could be trying to give the world give um you know black people black women what you feel that they would appreciate and deserve coming from you as a black person and people gatekeepers white gatekeepers will turn around and go no I just don't see a market for it I just don't see how it'll be relevant or at every turn try to tear it down and pull it apart and just not let it see the light of day and this is what you get with this movie i don't know what the film is about i haven't gone to see it but i just think it's random that what because a fight was happening nearby at a time that the film was not on then it's the film is to blame that it's the same thing when it comes to notting hill carnival and the police will be like we um we managed to um, find these, you know, thousands of pounds of heroin at this site um, somewhere, the far, I think it was like Lewisham or whatever. We found it in Lewisham ahead of the Notting Hill Carnival. What does that have to do with the Notting Hill Carnival? Because peop- what, what do we have to do with heroin? Why would heroin be a thing at Notting Hill Carnival? And why are you mentioning Notting Hill Carnival when you're all the way in Lewisham? It's things like that. Anything to denigrate and to undermine um, black, greatness is what people like to indulge themselves in so i'm tired for a number of reasons like i'm tired because i'm i've been doing this fucking planning for this showcase and i'm tired because you know i'm putting efforts behind the scenes to to put things together that i think essentially can shift conversations and 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 black women um, will be proud to see what i've produced but no people are out there still moving mad but the god i serve says that i will be great in this life and the things that i want to bring into this world will exist and will come to fruition whether motherfuckers like it or not so there's that so when it comes to view cinema as another enemy of progress as another agent of the devil you will never succeed in holding back the things the greatness that we want to put out on these screens and the greatness that we want to put out in the world will continue to succeed and you view can go and suck your mothers like all of you that decided that it was Um, a good decision to even pull the film in the first place I don't give a shit that you put it back the fact that you decided to pull the film in the first place and affect the money that it could make as well, nah you're dickheads you're dickheads and you should suck your mums for eternity you pricks so, on that note, <laughs> on that note, that is it for this week. Remember to send your letters to s y m at kalchiakafor dot com and follow me on at koletchnikoff or at say your mind pod. I'm looking forward to seeing. All of you man, at the live show, the ones who aren't going to be there, remember that there'll be no podcast episode next week. So I have been Kelechi Okafor and this has been SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What. That's right, Suck Your Mum. That's that. Remember what I said in the tarot this week? Gave you plenty of interpretations. Let me know how it sits with you. Peace. It's the Ben Brunani womaness woman Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this you sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea We are go sipping here Hard time's calling for your long shorts You might learn something you'll never know I'll let you find And she's one of a kind Don't say you mind Say you mind